and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek thing. <laughs> My name is Jake. This is Chris. This is Ames. And this is Caitlin. This is Justice. Hey, our Whoa. special guest is back. Hey, Justice. Look at this guy. Justice, you know what? who guest starred previously when we covered Justice. Justice. This will be less confusing. Yes, uh, because we are not covering Justice this week. We're covering Jake. We're covering him in kisses. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my. Uh, but no, we are covering, on this episode, number 106. Uh, we are covering two episodes of season five of the Zoxeration. Yep. And those episodes are Darmok and Ensign Rowe. <laughs> Mio and Juliet. Ah. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. So, I don't know, whatever. In the first episode, Darmok, the Enterprise, is on a mission to make contact with the Tamarians, a race of bald Talaxians. Which ones are the Talaxians? Neelix. Oh, okay, sure. The makeup was very similar. Yeah. He doesn't have the weird nose, though. No, but the side, the head, like, thing yeah, was... Who had weird noses? Tellarites have weird noses? They all have weird all noses. All sorts of species yeah. got weird noses. Also, also, species look alike? Don't most species look like humans? Mm. That's true. All they know about these bozos is that, you know, they've, they've made some... Contact, you know, over time, but the, the, the all the people that have had contact with them have described the Tamarians as being incomprehensible. So they're going to go find out what's going on. So they go out, they meet up with this Tamarian ship, and they hail each other, and they show up on the screen, and the Tamarians are there, and they're incomprehensible. They seem to be saying a lot of proper nouns, and a lot of, uh, you know, they can't, they just, they're not communicating. They're not using They're great at prepositions and articles. Yes. They they know how to say some things, but not how to communicate. So it's going kind of okay, I guess, though they haven't shot at each other. But then, suddenly, out of nowhere, the Temerians beam their captain and Captain Picard down to the planet Eladrell for unknown reasons. Because they weren't able to say what's going on. So, blind day. Blind day. Mm. So Picard and uh, the captain of the Temerian ship are hanging out down on the planet. At first, Picard's like, what, do you want to fight me? You want to fight me, bro? And then Dathan's like, Shaka, when the walls fell, and things like that. He just, he, he talks like a moron. <laughs> um, so, uh, meanwhile, the Temerian ship has uh, put like a field around the planet to prevent beaming, like at Rorapente. The Enterprise is trying to break through the field. They don't want to start an incident, but they definitely want to get the captain back. Especially because down on the planet, there's a fucking alien monster attacking them. Whoops. Uh, so eventually Picard comes to realize that, no, oh, I'm not here. This isn't a fight me bro situation. This is a, this is a, uh... I'm going to find a monster for to attack us, yeah, bro? Yeah, this, this is a, this is a, oh, he wanted me to help him fight this monster for no reason. To reenact some event from their mythology for some reason. So, okay, still assholes, Tamarians. Anyway... So they try to fight this monster. Eventually, Picard realizes that the, what they're saying, the way he's talking is just references to their mythology. They don't speak. Like, that's how they communicate. That's how they think. 
Romeo, uh, balls deep in Juliet. Exactly. Yikes. Um, so they figure, so, and, you know, meanwhile, they've also figured this out on the ship. Troy and Data do some uh, research and they find out what's up. But they, they still don't do much with that information. No, because they still, the, Data makes a good point about how, okay, we know how they think and we know what the words are, but we don't know the stories. So yeah. we can't make sense of it. So that's, that's not great. But eventually, they, they come up with a plan to try to beam Picard back. They try it. It fails. But while he's stuck in the transporter beam, the Temerian captain gets his ass handed to him by the monster. And then Picard and him hang out. And uh, Picard tells him the story of Gilgamesh. And then uh, the captain dies. And then the next day, the alien monster comes back. And they're able to beam Picard out just before the monster kicks Picard's ass. But to do that, the, the Enterprise had to fire on the Temerian ship, and they're not too happy about that. So they're about to kick their, you know, kick asses. They're they're pretty powerful. Mm. But right then, Picard goes onto the bridge, and by now he's mastered the Temerian language, or at least like the four phrases he knows yeah. from happy, it. Happy, sad, angry, Komichiwa. and dead. Komichiwa. Zen. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> so yeah, so that happens, and, the, and he explains basically to the uh, Temerian... That uh, here's what went down. We made friends, and then the Tamarian's like, "All right, you're uh, you're cool. You're cool, cool with us. So bye. Have a free dagger." <laughs> yeah, he gives, Picard gets to keep the dagger that he uh, took from the corpse. So that's nice. Next, 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 next. Silicon Aviator. Ab- that's not right. No, that's in the row. That's the one you handed me. They're in me. the wrong order. You handed me the wrong card. I did. That's next week. That's last week next week. That's next week. <laughs> That's next, last next, next week. Last week tonight. Yes, the next, the real next episode <laughs> is Ensign Row, in which a Federation outpost a colony has been destroyed <gasps> by a group of terrorists from the Bajora, which are a, a race of people that... Uh, are uh, sort of on the down and out. They are, were, and are persecuted by the the Cardassians, who we met previously in the Wounded. Evidently, these terrorists, who normally only go after Cardassians, decided this time they were going to go after Federation. So the Federation admiral is like, "Hey, Picard, go go find these guys. Find out what's up. Tell them we'll give them amnesty or whatever. We just want them to stop blowing shit blankets." Up. Blankets, amnesty. Same thing. Women, you know, do what you gotta do. And oh, by the way, here is this delinquent officer who happens to be Bajoran, <laughs> who you're gonna now have to take on this mission. And hot. And it turns out she's a massive bitch. Seconded. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true too, yeah. So, uh. Got some people killed. So, yeah, so we meet Ensign Roe Laren, who is properly Ensign Roe because they put their last names first, like Korean. And Japanese. Japanese, Japanese yeah. as well. So they do last name first, so that's why she is uh, Ensign Roe and not Ensign Laren, as she explains in the most condescending <laughs> way possible. Those we motherfuckers should have known. But we'll get that's to that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we'll they have known. We'll, 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 look, I have complaints. We'll get to them when we get to the episode. Okay. Wow. So next week. So anywho, they bring her on this, for this mission. Basically, she's been in jail because she disobeyed orders and people died so she was gone to jail but they let they sprung her loose so that she can go on this mission everybody in the fucking enterprise gets away with their mistakes killing lots of people yeah. what the fuck is that about well you know she's a woman oh uh, yeah. yeah 
So, uh, Ensign Roe, anyway, so she's like, listen, you, you bozos don't know shit. Bojos. Uh, you think you're going to go, you know, we have to go talk to this so-and-so dude. You know, he's the guy we got to talk to. So they go talk to this dude who lives in, like, a, a shitty, like, camp, basically, like a refugee camp. And that guy's like, listen, Picard, we need blankets. We're not going to help you with your terrorist situation because we need fucking blankets. So Picard's like, all right, fine, we'll give you some goddamn blankets. We can make them, like, half a second, you idiots. <laughs> Uh, um, but I give him a replicator. That must yeah. have been nice. Why don't you have a replicator down here yet? Yeah. No, wait. Is that next week? Like, Son of a bitch. You know, I don't know. Weaving has been around. If the Bajorans were so fucking great, they don't have a fucking loom? Jesus. You're telling me anyone in the 24th century except like three Luddite hipsters knows how to weave? Yeah. You also have so. to get the resource. You have to get the raw material. I don't think they, they've got that. I, I you know not see sheep. You know what's great about the post-scarcity society? Getting a fucking master's degree in basket weaving would be totally legit because you would be, like, holding on to, like, past cultural shit. I'm sure mm. everybody that's not in Starfleet is doing shit like basket that. Weaving? Basket weaving? Basket weaving. Seriously, shit they- I'm living in the wrong century. Um, I either want to be, like, 200 years ago when I didn't have to have a job and I could just sit at home and be rich and, and die fat. Of, die of disease yes, at age 30. Perfect. I mean, yeah. that could have been 100 years ago. Perfect. Even better. Or the 24th century when it was post-scarcity and I could just yeah. do fucking basketball. I will weaving. definitely take the 24th century. Well, I mean, I can't have either, so mm. I might as well keep my options open. Anywho. Okay, um, freeze you. So that guy's like, listen, here's, okay, here's the guy you gotta, here's the real guy. Here's the leader of the terrorists. You gotta go meet with him. What's his name? Ortha? Ortha. Orta. 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 So go meet Orta. Orta the Orca. Orthopedic. <laughs> uh, he'll hook you up. He'll talk to you. So they go, they meet with Orta, Orta, and it turns out Ro, she did a sneaky. She beamed down and, and started talking to Orta before everybody else. And then that she goes, you know. Bitch. And then Picard's like, you bitch. You, <laughs> I didn't tell you you could beam down. Go to your room. <laughs> you bitch. And then Guinan. Well, I was going to say, but you forgot to mention that she made a special friend in 10 forward oh, yeah. before being a bitch. Oh, yeah. Jordy was down in 10 forward being a total cock munch. <laughs> shit, shit talking Rolaren. Mostly because he's an incel and hates all women. <laughs> oh, um, God. God. Uh, he's so, already got a hollow program over. So oh, uh, no. But it's probably some really horrible violence type of situation. Like, I don't feel like it would Anyway. Sex. So Jordy shit-talking Roland and Guyan's like, you know what, you fucking loser? I'm going to go talk to this lady because she sounds pretty cool. So, That's exactly what she said, too. Yeah. That's actually verbatim. You have a great memory. <laughs> yeah. But only um, for Guinan's lives. Yeah. So she goes over to Rolaren and it's like, I'm Guinan. I, I listen and judge. Um, <laughs> I tend bar, I judge, and I listen. And I know you're fucking a huge poser. I don't want to be... Uh, I want to be alone. Emo time. <laughs> so uh, Guinan's like, listen, whatever, whatever, bitch, you're my friend. <laughs> Or besties now. And, and Roland is like, all right, fine, whatever, hobag. Uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know. You remember Roland's lines really well, so, too. So, they were so catty. So they, uh, so anyway, so Picard grounds her, and then Guinan shows up at her door and is like, hey, I heard Picard grounded you. And she's like, yeah, but you, you know. Want braid each other's hair. But you know what? Like, whatever. I'm not re- I don't want to talk, but here, let me tell you the whole thing. Um, so then... <laughs> So then Guinan brings her to, to Picard, and Picard's like, I sent you to your room, young lady. And Guinan's like, Guinan's like, first of all, I'm wicked old lady. And, sec- and second of all, she's my friend. And Picard's like, oh, 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 oh. Like. Make it so. Um, <laughs> You're 
You're so, disgusting. I love it. So Guinan leaves and then Picard's to like Ro. He's like, all right, I trust Guinan. She says you're cool. <laughs> Let's lay it on me. And uh, and and Ro's like, yeah, so here's the real thing. So that, that admiral that sent you on this mission, well, it turns out he's kind of a shit. And uh, he actually gave me secret orders to lure the terrorists out into space. And Picard's like, hmm, the game's afoot. So he, uh, so Picard comes up with a plan to trick to get the to get the admiral and just on schedule as they're evacuating the the rebel base, the the Cardassians show up. What? How do they know? Uh, they know all. And then uh, and then they're like, listen, Picard, you got to leave because we're going to destroy the ship. Picard's like, I'm not destroying the ship. I'm not letting you destroy the ship. I'm not going to leave. And they're like, fine, call your boss. So Picard calls the admiral, and the admiral's like, well, you know, you better leave. So Picard leaves and they blow up the ship. And then he calls the Admiral back and the Admiral's like, so how'd it go? I guess the ship got destroyed. Picard's like, yeah, it got destroyed. And he's like, great. And then Picard's like, yeah, but nobody died because it was all a trick. They're fine. And the and the Admiral the Admiral's like, whoa! And, uh, and Picard's, <laughs> Picard's like, like, go to your room, young lady. <laughs> Picard's like, you got got because you were tricked by the Cardassians. This was all a Cardassian plan. You're going to jail, boy. Getting out of here. And he basically does, like, you're going to jail, boy. He's like, you were apparently naive enough yeah. to fall for this transparent bullshit. Yep. So uh, Picard says, fuck off, uh, Admiral. And then he goes to Rolaire and he's like, hey, Ro, you know, you, you did all right there, even though you were kind of bitchy the whole time. You're you're okay in my book. Guinan I mean, likes you. Guinan likes you. It probably turns him on a little. You know, you're you're like you're you're a better yar than yar. So why don't you stick around? That's a shame. And she's like, you know what, Captain? I'll stick around as long as I can wear this fucking gaudy costume jewelry. <laughs> and, uh, My Halloween costume year round. And uh, he's like, sure, whatevs. She really likes the thirteenth Doctor. Mm. He was super tickled pink by it too. She was like, one thing, and he's like. <laughs> Yes. Oh, you irascible <laughs> ragamuffin. Seriously. So, so that's, that's all nice. that's all that goes down Arrasible in these two shows. So, uh, Darmok. So we'll see you next week then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Darmok, right? Darmok. Right? How so, the fuck does anything work in that society? Right? Hey, could you hand me that? <laughs> How do you say that? You say... Larry, when he was being a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, this is a culture. <laughs> Wife, the sandwich maid. <laughs> but, like, God. this is clearly a culture that cannot possibly have philosophy. I, I mean, it, it, uh, it does have a philosophy, it's just a very static philosophy. Right, I mean, you can't have an in-depth discussion with these people. No. How do you make a treaty with these lunatics? What do you mean, these people? <laughs> I can't remember the species name. So, Children of Temerian. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I think that this might not have always been the case for them. Oh, clearly. This is a vocabulary that they've built up over time. I know, because, you know, the, the stories had to have happened before... And then you would know the the, the, the yeah. historical guys, this is, stories. This is perfect, guys. It's like the perfect mean girl plot. You can be telling all these inside jokes <laughs> to your buddies, and then these assholes who don't get it are like, what the fuck is so Also, to be good? fair, we're very, very much on the path to this, because I don't know how often in Facebook conversations I reply with GIFs to represent oh, things yeah. that I'm feeling. I mean, That's it's basically, a it's a culture based on memes, really, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, Drake, his arm raised. Drake. <laughs> His finger pointing. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's the other thing is that, like, clearly they understand when people are talking because uh, Picard tells them the story of Gilgamesh. Yeah. So these stories have to be passed along somehow. Uh, like, 
You know, because if you say that the first time you say like, oh, you know, Shaka when the walls fell, you, like you know, oh, I'm I'm sad, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I failed, so, and, and or yeah, everything's uh, everything's gone wrong, and and someone's like. Like the baby there is like I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, babies yeah, don't know yeah, what things yeah, mean so anyway. Different than yeah. teaching a baby any other. Yeah, I was gonna say you're just learning yes. through context, which is what language. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Done the walls fell. What is how does how does a baby communicate that it shit itself in this language? Jake, most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> <laughs> when the walls fell in my pants. Yeah. But yeah, they... <laughs> sorry, Jake. Yeah, everyday life must be roughly impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just, it doesn't make a, it, it makes for a fascinating plot, but the minute you stop and think about how that society functions, it's like, how no. Do they, how do they buy groceries? How do they order shit at a restaurant? <laughs> how do you, how do you complain to the manager that the soup was a little too cold? How do you develop space flight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do oh, you get to that point? point? Yeah. See, also, also I want to point out that no matter, even though uh, we're complaining about all this, this is my favorite episode. This of is Star among Trek. my so favorite. Good. This is my 100% favorite episode. Really? I love this. Uh, I love the we're, concept. We're, get, of we're getting to mine this season. Yeah. But it, it makes me cry so much. It's like, like, I was crying so it much. It means, <laughs> like, like because it, because we learn along with Picard how to communicate exactly, with these people yeah. and then and develop a relationship with the teacher uh, I don't remember the name of the captain Dick. Captain Terrell yeah. Yeah. he just cannot get a break uh, he did, at least oh, he didn't he have worms good. in his ear this time true yeah. no he was good but I'm sitting there I'm like why do I know that voice and I look him up I'm like yeah, that's oh, yeah, you me. told me that and I still didn't remember that it was him when yeah, I rewatched it I think yeah. you have memory problems the man. So who are you I don't know Justice <laughs> that sounds right um, you are the episode justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's unfortunate. With those nearly nude costumes and those random instruments. Mm. instruments. Speaking of random instruments, what was up with the little uh, pieces of flair that uh, Dithan left all over the? Uh, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get what those were either. I wonder They're... if there was like some something in the script that made it make sense. Mm. I mean, I was just under the impression that there was clearly. Ritual shit. A ritualistic aspect, whether it was a religion or sort of superstition or whatever. Like, it was... It wasn't just his TGI Friday's flair. It was important. (laughs) I kind of wish they'd gone into that. Because I I also read that among TNG episodes, this is the script that had the longest gestation of any script before Mm. it was finally made. Mm. Because they they thought they couldn't make it work. It ended up getting a lot of iterations and a lot of, you know, time on the shelf waiting to make sense. Well, I can see that. It's It requires a lot of complicated things. It paid things. off. Like, whoa, there are other episodes that are really complicated that make no fucking sense and you hate them. Yeah. But this one, like, got out, like, so many elements very right. Yeah. One thing I'm still kind of confused about, though, right, is... They still abducted Captain Picard and forced him to fight. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dathan goes down... Finds a monster, lures it back to camp, and is like, "We're gonna reenact a thing, and it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna become friends afterwards." Which totally explains that opening scene with them, where they're like, they're like yelling at him, like, "This is a bad idea. It's not gonna work." Yeah, <laughs> but you're gonna get killed, Darmok. See, right. there's, there's totally ways they communicate. Like they all know. This will get you killed. <laughs> this is a bad idea, and you will fail. I mean, a lot of it must be tonal as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, inflection. Like a lot of syllabic language. 
all languages. When you look at you look at because I know we talked in loud as a whisper about ASL and you know yeah. nonverbal or non you know languages that wouldn't be able to go through the translator, the universal mm. translators. Like how the fuck do people communicate in you know Starfleet with those kinds of folk if the universal translators don't work? Well, it yeah. turns out not very fucking well. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, right? So the whole the, my understanding of the universal translator is that it kind of works. It's like a machine learning thing where it kind of figures out based on context what the person might mean because it's not like pre-programmed. Does it work through your brainwaves, or am I thinking of something else? That's the so Babel fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a there's an episode in uh, Deep Space Nine where they first encounter a uh, a language that they haven't. Uh, that's never oh. encountered before, and, and it's it, the universal translator figuring it out. The universal translator—it oh, takes like five clever. minutes, uh, like uh, like maybe it's only like thirty seconds of screen time where they're, at first they're talking, you don't understand them, and then it slowly starts working to, to the point where you do, and it's really interesting to watch. Mm. I yeah. yeah, I think the universal translator would have the same problem with this language that they have, which is it doesn't know the stories. It doesn't know the proper noun. So yeah. it's like it can make all the words. Like, look, I know this is ocean. I know these appear to be, th- but but that's not yeah. really. I mean, because you could you could take the phrases which are references to stories, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, yeah, and just tokenize that, right? Let's be friends. Yeah. But that's what I mean, though. It's not clever enough to make that leap. But how is that any different? Like the fact that there are spaces between the words that could be one word, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Like that could be a word. No, no. But I mean, I'm sorry. I mean to make the leap that like oh. They're talking in metaphor. But like, I feel it's like a just lot like of languages are sort but of metaphoric, aren't they? We're talking metaphor a lot of times. Well, yeah, we use, well, that's well, the issue. Is think of, but think of French. <laughs> this is a bad example, but the 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 word like the the way they say orgasm is French is the little death. Yeah. How yeah. would you get from French the little death to orgasm in English to the Universal Translator? You have to show them through Picard. <laughs> well, it's a dead language. That's so how probably, I get to probably my doesn't orgasm. even know how to do it. <laughs> but the point um, is, like, if you had a lot of or like German, where every fucking word is literally like twenty five words smushed together. Yes, but it's basically just the definition of the word, so it's fine. Well, right, yeah, so that's, that's a bad example. But the, the French one is a better example then. Like in my well, even like. So, I mean, we're getting back to the point that the, the, the universal translator <laughs> is magic, yeah. period. Yeah. Because like, a, a good are. example is a language, you know, a, a lot of East Asian languages, like Chinese, right? Like, that, that, a lot of, like, you can't just do a one-to-one mapping of a lot of those languages no. right. to English. Right. So that's where the whole art of interpretation comes in, because you're listening to somebody speak and then translating it into a sentence that makes sense in well, English. And, and even translating from one Western language to another, there's still, you know, you get multiple translations because people are going to still make different Flourishes. localization choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also I like call it a grinder. You stuff. guys call it a sand, like a, a sub. Sub. sub or a hoagie or a euro for some people, despite the fact that those are specific things. Euro are yeah. specific. So, euro are specific, but some people and even, call it. Even a, the Kinetic Qua know a euro is a euro, not a grinder. <laughs> But yes, no, I've seen that where like people call all subs oh, yeah. Yeah. that. Oh, they, they, they wouldn't even call it a euro. They'll call it a gyro like it's a copter. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Now, what if the universal translator started providing like options? It's like somebody like finished their sentence and then you just heard, or this is what I also could have meant. <laughs> <laughs> Did that you mean like how Google does? Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, yeah, I feel like... Considering all of the crazy shit that the Universal Translator has been demonstrated to be able to do, that to arbitrarily not be able to interpret this language seems a little... 
convenient for the plot. Well, they also just haven't spent a lot of time with these people, it seems like. It sounds like usually they meet and they say, blah, 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 and the people on the ship go, well, these fucking morons don't even know how to talk. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, they just keep shouting the same four phrases at them. Yeah, and it's not like uh, the Universal Translator is it's done learning all languages. Presumably, now that they have context for how these people speak, they can start putting their shit into translation and then... uh, Mm. But like, I wonder. I, I'm. I want to know if the universal translator is going to learn for the Tamarians. It's Tamarians. Yeah. 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 Are, is it going to have to learn like all the stories so that it can then spit back stuff at them and be like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Darmok, and uh, and then there's that other thing, and uh, oh, fucking, what's that other Darmok on the ocean? Oh, yeah. that's a different one. Yeah. <laughs> I love to picture its thought process, like where it's just like, oh god, he fucking just offered them Earl Grey tea. Yeah. How do I? Jesus God, I quit. Well, that's also <laughs> you see a nice linear chip pop out of a thing and walk away. Yeah. I mean, if it's anything like, sorry, from cutting Jake off. If it's anything like Data's brain, they can just put all the stories in Data and have Data just tell you what everyone means all the time, and that's basically the equivalent of the Universal Translator a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't see why I wouldn't be able to work that or way. Just hire a guy to do it. Yeah, well, that's um, actually a good question too. Is why did Data not just download all the shit about the stories? Then he definitely because he doesn't feel... know all the stories. Yeah. But he could have. But, okay, but the computer knew who Darmok was, and it knew what Tanegra was, so... I guess, of course, that was part of the problem. It knew how many Darmoks? Like, 54? 47. Yeah. yeah, but it figured out that Darmok was a hunter and Tanagra was an island. Well, yeah, but it was the humans... And well, Chantel and 3. It was Data and uh, Troy, Troy, who they were like, let's throw Troy a bone and have her do something. <laughs> she did something. She did good. No, she did, but you can tell it was just like... It, you feel like maybe the original scene wasn't necessarily Flip her. Flip a coin between Bev and Troy? <laughs> between, like, Troy and fucking... Yeah. Leffler? Yeah. Leffler. But, like, you know, it took that extra, that, that leap, again, to be able to go, like, wait a minute. Hold on, these two must go together, and aha, they're talking in metaphor. What do we do with that? Yep. Best Troy moment in the sh- in the episode though is when uh, they arrive to the ship, and Picard's like counselor, and she's like, "I don't sense any like anything, you know, any bad. Yeah. Nothing's bad. It's great. That's it." She just shrinks back. <laughs> yep. I have done my part. Step back. I'm an empath. <laughs> <laughs> I was also surprised when when they're talking about Darmok, and Darmok is also. A frozen dessert on some other oh, culture. Oh, that's right. I'm like, ooh, that should get Troy's interest. She loves frozen desserts. <laughs> I hope it's like a Dole Whip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to talk about, like, I was looking into into this episode, and if you dig for a while, you can find that this was inspiration for a Doctor Who episode called Midnight, because the writer, uh, Russell oh. T. Davies... Oh, is that the creepy one where the thing starts talking like yep. him? And, yeah. Oh, God, so that the, episode's creepy. The idea was this. Uh, the writer saw the synopsis of Darmok, specifically said, that's an amazing idea. I am never going to watch this episode so that the idea in my head never gets, like, distorted by what actually happens in the episode because I think the idea is so good that I don't even want to know what happens. And after, you know, a couple years of it kicking around, he wrote the episode Midnight, which is also about trying to communicate with someone with whom you cannot communicate. And I watched it even though I watched very, very little Doctor Who because it's way too British for me. But I actually enjoyed that episode, so... No, that's a de- that is one of his... Best episode. Man, I miss Russell T. Davies so much. Oh, God damn it! No, he sucks. I love Russell T. Davies. Oh, I love the Russell why era. Does he, why does he suck? He's he so over the suck. top. And it's so over the top. Cheesy. You haven't even watched any Doctor Who, have you? 
What are you Jake watches a lot of Doctor Oh, do you? Okay, good. I was going to yeah. say, are you just faking it right now? No. Better than fucking Moffat. No. Fucking see. magic wand, bullshit, timey-wimey. Okay, but let's be fair. Bark let's, bag Moffat. Let's be fair. Russell made the sonic screwdriver a magic wand just as much. Okay, but Moffat made everything else bullshit all of it. Mm. Everything. Couldn't kill his darlings, couldn't stop self-masturbatory bullshit, Wait, bringing back he, his garbage he shit. He had a lot of issues, but Let's make like, River Song come back ten more times. We can't lay the Sonic became a magic wand thing at his I'm feet. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't say anything about a Sonic screwdriver. I said timey-whiney. No, you said magic said, wand. You did. You said. Oh, I didn't mean that, though. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't talking about the actual magic wand. I was talking about the fact that he's like, it's science fiction. I don't have to explain anything anymore. I just mm. get to go, but yeah, it's, it's funny, because, I mean, like, Midnight, I can see how he sort of got there, but it's distinct enough that, you know, when you're yeah, watching, yeah. you're not like, this is just ripping off Dharma. Yeah, it's nothing like it, and it's probably because he never actually watched the episode. Right. I hope he just got the sense. idea. Last I knew, the, the, the only quote from him that I saw said that he hopes to never see it. Hmm. Or, or, you know, ha- still because, is, at God this forbid point, he watch a good At this point, show. you still haven't seen it. Oh! Ayo! <laughs> at this fire. point, yeah, there's no reason not to watch it, so... Yeah, you've made your episode. It's and notorious. And, and the BBC finally shed his horrible uh, uh, presence. I believe he decided to leave. He uh, did. Yeah, no, he left on his own. But he was still producing Sarah Jane Chronicles and, and Torchwood after he left Ugh, the Doctor. I don't like Torchwood and I don't like Sarah Jane. Not the show, the person, the character. Mm. Never liked Sarah Jane. Mm. Speaking of things I know Caitlin has a lot of th- has thoughts about. Everything? Uh, we saw Picard's new bomber jacket. Oh, I love that jacket. Yeah. I heard I heard Caitlin doesn't like it. He just looks like a handsome British man? Yeah, but he always looks like that. <laughs> For me it's just like it looks like something he like picked up at like TJ Maxx. It just looks like a cheap, cheap half of like a jogging. It looks like suit. a suede jacket. It looks nice. No, I don't I, like it. just I don't like suede because it always like with suede you always worry that you're gonna get it dirty. To me, it just looks and he would get that. He like that jacket should have well, been sure filthy by like the end and unwearable. Because I'm sure they weren't yeah. still skinning cows. And was it suede or was it velour? I was gonna say it looked like a velour running suit velour. to me. That's yeah. what it looked to me. That's oh, why that I didn't like nice. it. If it looked like suede, I would have been like, yeah, right, but it's not an action material. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to look like suede. It isn't in reality, really? okay. but it's supposed to suggest suede. See, to me, it doesn't look like suede. It looks yeah, like it looks like that's why I thought it was like trash. So that's all right. Listen, he, I lo- all he I... wants to keep warm on the deck. I understand. I have very cold hands also, a lot of the time. It's a good thing he was wearing that because then he got beaten gloves. down to a cold planet. Yeah. Did you, you have to what? sleep on the ground. Gloves. Oh, gloves. They said gross. I was like, sorry. <laughs> you, you, freezing hands. <laughs> Disgusting. You know, my, my first note on this episode is it's the bitchin' jacket. Yeah, my, my, my note was bomber jacket. What material is it made from? <laughs> you know, that jacket's uh, sweet. And also magnets. How do they work? That's he also gets his a good shirt question. cut. Oh, we also meet another um, another character uh, on this episode for the first time, Ensign Leveler. Lef- Leffler. 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 Is that this episode? Yes. Yep. Um, they're hanging out trying to fix the uh, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to break situation. through the break through the Temerian oh, yeah. force field. The they, well, put in the, they put a what was it? It was a particle scatter something in the ionosphere or something. Yeah. That that sounds about the right. Magic. And that seems like really dangerous. Like even if they could physically do it, it seems like. Particle scattering and transporters do not sound like they go well together. Not at all. 
Like water and electricity. I know, watching them try to beam Picard up, and my, my first thought is, oh my god, you're trying to beam Picard, but you're missing his jacket! He's not wearing the jacket! You're gonna have to do a separate beam! It made me so me bad. Back. Like, I felt exactly like he felt when they were doing She's like, no, not now, son of a bitch! I'm like, no, he's gonna die! You gotta help him! And then I felt that way the second time I watched it all. It was kind of comical upsetting. watching Picard stand Just in the stand background, like, and meanwhile you have... Dathan, like, jumping yeah. all over the place, getting his ass kicked. Dude, he wasn't jumping anywhere. He was getting his face smashed in, the poor thing. Dathan makes a really terrible choice, but he'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you a small knife, and we're going to fight this invisible monster. Well, because it's like, you know, again, it goes back to how stupid this culture is that... Wow, like, I love like, that. Like, their idea of, like, I good first do. contact procedure is... Let's reenact a fucking mythological no, story. No, I don't think this was the first contact. I think they 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 said they'd been in contact with them, or the Federation, you know, has heard of other contact contact with them that hasn't worked. So and I'm by sure, comparison, this one went well. I'm sure. I'm sure. Dathan is like, this still isn't working. This hasn't worked any time. Any time we tried to talk with another race yet. I'm gonna try something out of the box, guys. Let's and they're try like, to what kill the, the other? It was guys. a roaring success. Only one officer death. <laughs> Look, look, guys, guys, I read the plot summary of Arena. I haven't actually seen it. I'm about to do my own version with this bald guy. And and honestly, the Temerians are portrayed as stupids. Like, they are dum-dums. They are are like the the pachyderms. What were they called? Pachyderms. No, but they also say the Temerian race, like, they look at their ship and that ship could take us. They they really, they're powerful. Like, well, like, and they almost did take them. Besides, they, probably they were like, bought well, it from a fat Ferengi. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, not yet. But like, the thing is, there's no fucking way that, like, because uh, here's how stupid they are. There's no fucking way, kid. They cannot conceive that the other people on the alien ship that they've never seen before don't know their stories. Like, yeah. that's dumb. I mean, how often does Kirk say something to Spock that's hu- that's specific to humanity, and Spock has to be like, yeah, I, I learned that story because yeah. I had Ooh, to. To be fair, the, like, this, the ship already knows some of those stories. Uh, like, it knows the characters. Yeah, it may yeah, not know the, the story. It, it may not know the but intent it's obvious, of the it's yeah. obvious from the get-go that they don't understand. Like, right. the, like I'm sure, I'm sure the uh, the Tamarians are saying they'll be like these fucking idiots don't even know what we mean by Darmok and Jalada Tanaga. What dipshits? <laughs> but honestly, it's incumbent on them to be like, oh, maybe we should, I don't know, try try a synonym, try explaining what the story is, or like send them. <laughs> he them did over. try he to goes to the island. Let's and beam exactly. them. Let's send them over a book. <laughs> Well, I was thinking that, too. Picard, at the end, starts reading the Odyssey. He's like, maybe this will help us communicate. Only if you left them a copy, you fucking moron. They're not going to know. No, no. It's about the philosophy of learning what stories mean to us, which is a lot. Well, right, but they still won't be speaking the same language. Next next time they meet, they'll be like, Achilleus at Troy. Maximus and Commodus in the arena. Oh, what? You've never seen Gladiator? (laughs) (laughs) These fuckers don't even have a word for blue yet. Aww. Like giraffes wine. that were sold to a merchant. It, it, it's the wine dark sea throughout for a reason. Mm. <laughs> You've killed justice somehow. It's just like Who did? Francis looking up. That's the sky. <laughs> and like you have to, yeah, because Francis. Yeah, how do you? Because uh, yeah, you're gonna have to, I, I guess, make nouns when you discover things. Mm-hmm. 
What the hell? Well, so, no ocean, so clearly they could, but like, there are some nouns that you can yeah. have. I think it's the, the feeling and the intent. Young Will, outside of the school, playing some b-ball. <laughs> so, so, I'm sure Jake and Caitlin could make their own language based on Curb Your Enthusiasm. The guys oh, God. who are up to no good. <laughs> oh, God, I think he just did it too, I'm not sure. So, the other thing is, I, it does make sense, though, I guess, in a way that they're technologically advanced. Uncle Phil, his arms wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Will, when his father disappoints him. Uh, mm, always. That's when Uncle Phil had his arms wide. Oh, that's a, that's good, a good episode. Charlton dancing. Carlton. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but when we first, you know, the first thing they do mention <clears throat> is that you know, they are transmitting some sort of mathematical progression. They're doing math? They, they're transmitting a mathematical progression to sort of like... Oh, that was how they fight them down? Yeah, to be like, look, we are, we are intelligent. Here's a... Ma-. So, like, probably in part because they can't have in-depth conversations. <laughs> they sit around just sciencing all the time. Because yeah, numbers, that's easy. They must have, have a complete separate idea for, like, mm-hmm. invention and, and science... And like we don't even fucking talk about this. We just we, we understand. The mathematical yeah. progression the math. was one ah ah ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I was thinking it was the, <laughs> the count. His fingers lifting <laughs> apples when I have five but eat three. That's, that's this away mission is brought to you by the letter F <laughs> for fucked by an electric alien. The alien was cool. The alien looked yeah. good. Yeah, he, I looked, the he had like some kind of demony situation. He was, he was like uh, Armist done well. Mm. Reminded me of the Predator a little bit, right? I yeah. thought that, yeah, yeah. Very Predator vibe. I've never seen Predator. Yeah. I do Neither know what it looks like. This is post-Predator. Predator oh, yeah. comes out in the late 80s and this is early yeah, yeah. 90s. This is 91, yeah. Yeah, no, they ripped it off. It's yeah. Totally reasonable. It yeah. might even be the same shit. They might have borrowed it. In fact... The story of uh, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra is really just the story of Alien versus Predator. <laughs> at Tanagra. At Tanagra. <laughs> Shaka. That would actually be really funny if they did that, because you know how, like, in Halloween, the film, they used a casting of William Shatner's face to mm. make Michael Myers' mask? Yeah. yeah. It would be cool to take some shit from Predator and then mix that in. Whatever, okay? Cool. I, I like it. Shut up, Jake! You mean cool. Shaka. When the walls fell. <laughs> True. Oh. Alien versus Predators critical reception. <laughs> that first one was fun. I was gonna say I thought people liked that one. It's like people every... liked it, but the critical reception yeah, was, was a garbage fire. Oh, they're not people. <laughs> That's the second one's so bad. Anyway. Anyway, should we move on? What do you uh, have more, more on, more on Darmok? I thought I thought Darmok was brilliant. It's, yeah, I think it's I really good. It's it. one of it's my favorite episode of the series. It's like it's so much fun. More than justice, your namesake. <laughs> yes, even more than that awful trash fire we watched many moons ago. I mean, but it is the literal episode you're named after. So yeah. Um, uh, I mean, speaking of namesakes, so we should also mention that the two little assholes that sometimes guest on the show are named for Jake and Caitlin. <laughs> Our names are actually Those are the two Darmon. big assholes just get guest on this show. Yeah, those, we pr- we those, pronounce it brown eyes, okay? So just, <laughs> where are the assholes? <laughs> There's one one of their one of their metaphors is like somebody his eyes red his, <laughs> his, his eyes brown his face black his, his eyes red his eye brown yeah. yes, the cats the cats are called Darmok and Jalad or white his cat and black bent. cat or Jim and Jim or Jim and Jim cool so I know that Jake was nice. likes Ensign Rowe I do like Ensign Rowe the I character think. of the episode 
Both. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think... She's pretty cool. Yeah. Do she's... we see a lot more of her? We or see her or... a couple several... of Yeah, we see her probably Enough like five... Enough of her more than Yar? <laughs> no, I don't think it's more than Yar, but it's... That sucks. I but she but... more she's way Yar. better than Yar. Uh, she gets roughly the same amount of ass as Yar. <laughs> yes. Oh, I look forward um, to this. She yeah. got data? Not, no. Not the same ass. The not same the same ass. Oh, too bad. Um... He's but fully programmed, The whole you know. ship? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they, I guess there is that Savage. episode where uh, where uh, Yard takes a takes a walking tour of the ship. <laughs> yeah, so, that doesn't quite happen for 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 Roe. Ro. But I do think she doesn't get as much screen time as, and I I, don't know, I think she benefits the character. I, I like. It's natural to compare Roe. And Yar because and they're they're both attempts at badass women mm-hmm. who take no shit. And Roe is successful, in my opinion, and Yar was not. From what I've seen so far, I agree. Like yeah. I think we've that, seen one episode, and I think there's I think there's I think there's a benefit. The benefit that Roe gets is a Michelle Forbes is a much more competent actor than uh, similar body what's her shape. Name? Yeah, Denise yeah. Crosby. Denise Crosby, and that's you know, and that's just the way it is. And then I also think that she benefits from season five writing over. Oh, that's very season true. one. That's writing. very yeah. true. On the um, other hand, what's her name? Diane Crosby. Denise. Denise, Denise Crosby, Crosby does not benefit from fifth season writing because she's still trash. That's true. Yeah. And her Sula's new character is trash too. Yes, but like, here's the thing: oh, you're allowed to be wrong. Sila, <laughs> real? You like Sila? We'll get to that. <laughs> I'd rather see less of her. Yeah. I I don't think Denise's Crosby is terrible, but she's certainly easily outacted by Michelle Forbes. Yeah. Oh, I don't even mean that. I just mean that even her he, Tasha Yar was boring, criminally boring at best, oh, and Sila like, is just a fucking stupid well, like, idea. Here, here's an example, okay. right? One of the few things we know about Tasha Yar rape gangs is rape gangs that she grew up on a shitty planet. And she and, banged Data, which and is there fine. was and there was like and you know she just basically we know about her upbringing on the shitty planet, which we eventually see, and it's not nearly as shitty as as, as previously suggested. Mm. It got better, um, <laughs> but at any rate, like we know that we know about that she had this horrible upbringing. The only and know how we know that in an episode where everyone's hallucinating, she sees a cat, and that and otherwise she just talks about the rape games. Now we've met Ensign Rowe. And in the first episode, we have a vivid perspective of her shitty upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah, we learn all about the, we learn all about the Bajora and where they're from and why they're and the occupation down and out. And, and like, and we get the story, this horrifying story about her father and uh, tortured to death. And they okay. gave her, they gave her candy. I was gonna say <laughs> they gave her candy. Now she's never gonna go to Halloween again. <laughs> so like, I don't know. They just they treat this character so much better than they've treated. Pretty much every woman on the show, but well, certainly better than uh, than Tasha. This yeah. is a, a good segue to my issue. Treated better except by Will. Will Riker, you go to hell. Right. Will Riker's an asshole in this episode. Well, when he asked her to take the earring off it's or like, other it's like, stuff. He's like, oh, oh, you gotta be up to uniform code. And it's like, yeah, bitch, it's... is Warsaw Sash yeah. uniform code? Anything Troy yeah, you wears? Have, you, don't you feel like he would make a woman take off her burqa or some shit? Yeah, like, oh, seriously, it's like he normally, hijab, normally I mean. doesn't care, but because this, you know, this person, like, and then later he's like, immediately, like, oh, we gotta, like, it's the same thing they have with Barkley. The minute someone isn't up to Will fucking Riker's standards, he's not even going to try. He's going to be like, nope, 
I can't. Well, it's your fucking job yeah. to try, you horny asshole. It's his job to teach. Like, he's in charge of the cadets sometimes. Yeah. It, but he's just like, nope, I heard this thing. And then it's just the whole episode. Because, again, we're finding, like with Barkley, this, like, Starfleet arrogance. <sighs> you know, where Jordy's yeah. like, ugh, fucking. Like, I think, all right. Yeah, I, I think some of it is because he knows that she fucked up a different thing and he already is predisposed well, to dislike like, like, She's not just a Starfleet wide problem. Yeah. Mm. And it's also not just that she had that one incident that she's in prison for but she's also even before that she had a reputation for being insubordinate it sounds like yeah but it's still just like he's not even gonna try to work with it he's just immediately like i'm big swinging dick riker (laughs) he really like pissed me off in this episode but yeah but i think that was also to show war if i might expect that from Mm. Less, less so Riker, because Worf has a very different definition yeah, Riker, of you know how to obey orders and stuff. I also, kind of feel like a woman like that though would pique his curiosity. Yeah. When Worf doesn't like the order, he just quits Starfleet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill anybody. Come on, no, he does. He quits. He takes his badge off, beams over to the other ship, kills a guy, well, I mean... and then comes back. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, I forgot that one. <laughs> but again, that also just like what the fuck, Starfleet. You're supposed to be all about knowing other cultures, but none of you have ever been taught. P.S. It's family name first well, with the Bajorans. I'm guessing that Bajora, the Bajorans are pretty not really on the radar of most people because it's you know. But you've got at least one in on Cardassians radar. You have one in one in Starfleet that we know of. Yeah, possibly others. I mean, enough have been encountered that she had that whole thing about how like most just deal with it and it's like but yeah, I'm not but going to but that's yeah. pretty true Rightly though so. like if you think about it like most most people I know who are Korean you know they they rearrange their names or yeah. they put they put like right. Kim they or be, Park right. as their last name well right but that's you know I mean that's, <laughs> that's American style right well it's because it, it's to deal with our forms basically yeah but no yeah. even but, people I know in person like you know I work with, with someone whose last name is Park right how long but, has he lived in the country not terribly long. Oh, okay. What I'm curious. saying is, we're supposed to ex- we're we're frequently told they're better at this shit than us. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't be matter of fact that you know. I mean, they have Worf, who surname is son of Moog. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Spock, who is either a mononym or has a second name that is impronounceable. Now, Spock by is humans. his last name. His first name is Mister. Right. <laughs> like Mister Bean. I thought Mr. Spock was his father's name. <laughs> I was saying, it, it's weird that, like, stuff that seems like would be a given just kind of goes out the window. But yeah, if it is co- if it is common in Starfleet for Bajorans to flip the names out of convenience for whiteies, then, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, they, it they do mention that, that there are other Bajorans in, uh, in Starfleet that may have been doing that. So maybe that was why he was uh, confused, like, oh, yeah, I, like... Uh, all the other ones, uh, all the other Bajorans I know have uh, have done this, but uh, but you are a big dick about it. I know we're wrong. Picard, I think, handles it really well. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, thank you for telling me. Yeah. I will now respect your culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just like, how badly did Starfleet drop the ball for how long before like it took this one person going, by the way? Oh, I guess yeah, my point to all this is, I think a lot of her sort of gruffness and grumpiness is justified because oh. she's treated like shit. I, I absolutely agree. Well, yeah, but again... 
she's treated like shit. She's had a terrible upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's lived. She basically lived in a <laughs> it sounds like a concentration camp type <laughs> setting. Mm. So it's yeah. She tried to give her her uniform away to a child though. Yeah, mm. I think um, she did. Well, she gave the, she gave the coat so that she could uh, her show off her arms. Yeah. Mm. You know, when when she, she when she paid the board, show. Riker Riker's like, you know, you will obey. You, you will obey girl. uniform code, <laughs> young lady. Now show me those puppies. Like that was that was what he meant. That was one thing. When she took off the earring, he's this like, is what oh. happens when you get off this planet? <laughs> <laughs> we get to eat food where I'm from. Oh, you wow. get actual blankets, Not just dirt and rocks. <laughs> That's my favorite. That that was one thing though when she gives away the jacket, like they they cut it just so so you didn't so that if you're not thinking about it, you don't realize, wait a minute, when did she stop and move her com badge to her undershirt? Because she didn't, it was just there. It's a it's a feature. It's a magic com badge. <laughs> well, you know what? It's her it's her away team com badge. Something, but there was no badge on the jacket when she's she handed just, the child. She's just they com just, badges all the way down. They just they just <laughs> cheated it, and it amused me. She's, if like, you took off that shirt, she'd have one as paste as a pasty. No, <laughs> two of them actually. Mm. Two functional though. Weirdly, you can still uh, yeah. It. Well, it's stereo. It, it goes. No way to have to adjust the frequency. <laughs> if she gets too excited, they go flying. <laughs> 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 um, or if it's cold. Um. Uh, speaking of speaking of costumes, we, we see a, another admiral shirt. Mm. I'm, 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 get, I'm moving forward, guys. We've been talking forever now. We see a new admiral shirt with a really deep, sparkly V cut, which I think we see again in future. God, I just always hate the admiral. Yeah, they just, I, I missed that. I'm I do think, Google I, that. I have a new put, theory, though. The admiral. This is my day tonight, admiral shirt. <laughs> as, as an admiral, I think one of the privileges of the rank is you can design your own uniform it seems to be <laughs> you um, use as much gold glitter as you'd like yeah like your, your uniform must look vaguely like a starfleet uniform and you have to include glittery fringe or something yeah like i feel like after a while i thought they would have done it by now but i was wrong but i think after a while they just have the admirals wear the dress uniform by default that's fine it's at least less glittery they eventually the 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 first contact era uniform admiral variant is much much better it's uh it's just you know minor aesthetic spoilers it's just the same coat, but they get a big fuck-off buckle with a, a belt with a big, ridiculous... It BAMF on it. Ca- well, it's, it's a ridiculously <laughs> oversized, like, UFP belt buckle. Mm. And they've got, like, a really thick colored bar on the cuff with gold. So it's still got the gold, like... Right. But it's much... But it's, it's not, like, around the neck and body area. I don't area. think so, no. It's still... So it's, like, it stands out. It's clearly something different. You're clearly a bit more important. But it's not this ludicrous, like... What is happening right now? <laughs> like it looks like it looks like bad Star Trek cosplay designed by someone who only had the uniforms explained to them. <laughs> and there's disco involved. So Ooh. I'm looking. I looked up a picture of Kennelly to see the deep V with the sparkle, and th- it's horrible. But you were saying her having her com badge on under her coat, whatever. But she has changed because her normal uniform is just a normal uniform. So this actually is an on on the ground thing. Well, she was wearing a coat. Yeah, she took the coat off. Yeah, so gave you it to would, the child. probably wouldn't put your com badge on. I think she on had your the. I think jacket, she had the. Co- I don't. I don't no, know no, they're 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 like. That's what I mean. She just there, there. She, she moved just, the top. Yeah, she took off the top, and then the badge appeared underneath. But yeah. it's still got to be a, a different. I think it is a different, a different uniform, uniform because I, all their uniforms are one piece. 
Not no, they're not there. They're, they're, well, hers appears to be. But hers had a front zip. I don't know. If they, not everybody. Like, the mo, most of the main cast it's does the not front have a front zip. class bra of the Starfleet. Because <laughs> um, when they first switched, in season three, when they first switched from the pajamas. The horrible, to, horrible, horrible uniforms. To these, they, they had front zips for a few episodes, and then they lost the front zips. But I think. Extras still yeah, get Extras sometimes. and guest stars still sometimes get the front zips. And I think she had a front zip. Yeah. Um, in that scene. And then not again but, later. But she did have her comm badge on. Yeah, that's the thing. She doesn't, getting she really doesn't, hung up on this comm badge. She doesn't, have a, she doesn't have a front zip. But either way, she did have the comm badge on earlier. Um, um, so yeah, speaking of the, the Admiral, though, uh, one of my notes on Kenley? Was, I'm surprised Kenley wasn't in Jake's list. Yeah. Actually, no. I don't think they ever... I think only that the pajamas had zips. I don't think no because no it wasn't zips on these universes. It, it was a double. It was a no, double. No, she didn't scene. have a she didn't have a front zip for sure. The oh, original right. the original the original oh, yeah, new yeah, uniforms yeah. didn't have a zip. They had yeah. a double seam. They were just a sweat a pullover sweater, but she unzipped her coat, so it was a different. Yeah, it was thing. just a coat. It was a coat, and she had her weird on planet dress pants. Yeah, because she nor well, I think hers was act what she was wearing down there was actually a dress. It was like red no, with black. She, no, it had trousers. No, separate she, she uh, had, crop top. And, she had slacks and a tank top. Anyway, that's that's not the point. Yeah, you wanted to say something about Kenley. When, when Picard is all like, I find that impossible to believe when the sort of thing is revealed to him, it's just like, have, have you met or heard of Starfleet admirals? Have you John met Lewis? any well, other The admirals. thing that's interesting about this guy is that he did the wrong thing. And like I was thinking, like he probably could have made my, my list, but the more I think about it, the more like, yes, he did the wrong thing and he did it in the wrong way, but he wasn't <laughs> evil. Like he wasn't. No, he was just yeah. an idiot. He just got, he got duped by the, by the Cardassian. Yeah. And like, one of their very great. lighter uh, dupings as well. Yeah, no, he's like, he's just a fucking fool. Yeah. Like you feel like they promoted him to Admiral not because he deserved it, but because he'd already blown up like three ships. Yeah, he got hurt in some spectacular way and they're like, well, just take this and don't do anything more. Yeah, like he wasn't actively going out of his way to do bad things. He just did dumb yeah, no, he just shit. Yeah, I think he's, he's too idiot. dumb to be evil. He That's why. Failed his way up. And like he probably should have somebody's, discussed this with somebody else before sending the flagship on a mission yeah. to, to do the dirty yeah, yeah. work. I did Maybe he's read, his own granddaddy. I did read that originally it was the Romulans, not the Cardassians, that were occupying Bajor. Huh. Um, but that, they, but I guess the writers decided there have been way too many Romulan plots. Let's let's and not have another, another Romulan plot really suck, soon. Mostly, so that really would the Romulans I, suck. So, that really would have changed Deep Space Nine. Yeah. yeah. It's worth noting that this is what sets up Deep Space Nine. Yeah. yeah like, holy shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what is it? The space station Deep Space Nine sits outside well, between Cardassia and Bajor. Oh. And uh, one of the major characters, or a, a few of the major characters are Bajoran and Cardassia. Oh, and at the cool. be- at the beginning of the series, in the very first episode, it's at the station's actually in orbit around Bajor because it was a Cardassian, basically a Cardassian Prison, predis, oh. prison facility. Oh, weird. Yeah. It was like a working... Yeah, a working, like a labor camp, camp like a labor in camp. space. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty... Really would have drastically altered Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and we know... And, and Deep Space Nine, I think, was in, you know, discussion of... Yeah, they already... They already yeah, it, premieres, it. it premieres in the middle of season six. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of, uh, yeah, 1990. That's awesome. We're almost there, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it premieres in January 1990. I love Deep Space Nine with every fiber of my being. Yeah. I'm looking very much forward to it because I've seen like two or three episodes and they've all been awesome. And yeah. one of the reasons, so Michelle Forbes, the, the character of Ro Laren, shows up probably six or seven more times, or maybe not quite, maybe six more times in season five. 
five or six more times in season five, and then shows up once in season six, I believe, and then once in season seven. But I, I think one of the reasons why she doesn't show up more in season six is because they were originally planning her to be the. I say this next week. For I know you, I know you say it next week. Well, uh, now you, now you're trumping what I'm going to say next week. Well, that's fine. So she was supposed to be reprising her character on Deep Space Nine, but she chose not to do that. It's too bad. Yeah. Did she ever come to regret her decision and try to weasel her way back in like Denise Crosby does? <laughs> I did. Okay, I but love Kira what Lewis. if? <laughs> I mean, they did bring her back in season seven, but not as a, as the same character. Season seven of Deep Space Nine. No, of TNG. Oh. But yeah. The uh, the Bajoran that they end up replacing her with is one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad they did. I think we talked. Grows we'll, better. I think we'll probably I talk love, about this next I week love, as well. Uh, race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, you have you already had the trail episode? Yes. yes. Yeah. So they uh, they don't change too much about uh, the Bajorans and the uh, Cardassians. They, they change, change they, everything about the trail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you guys said when we got so to that much. episode. Although they also the one thing they do change is that we never hear the term Bajora again. Yeah. It's just Bajor. Yeah. Well, I think I think what it was the way you were using it was like the people were the Bajora, yeah, and any of their things, be it their culture or property, was Bajoran. Yeah, yeah. the adjective. Form. But eventually, it's just like you know, it's always Bajoran. Yeah, and the planet, yes, is Bajor. Yeah, and they, but like, it's funny to think that like this, they managed to keep maintain the very religious uh, aspect of Bajor throughout this occupation as well, and mm. because they still have like all these temples and things in uh, in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I'm looking really forward to actually hearing more about the earring thing, because I know that, like, I know it is a thing, but they haven't explained it at all, except for Will Riker to be like, oh, don't wear that. Yeah. You're not allowed to wear your hijab in here, you piece a, of shit. A piece He's of such their an culture. I, I thought know. it was religious. Is it not religious? I don't know. It's, I mean, oh. it's a cultural thing. Yeah, and I mean, we oh, know they don't no. say it. I'm culturally Bajoran. Even, the, <laughs> even though they don't explain it explicitly here, like, you do see the other Bajorans with them, so you realize what at first you think might just be something Roe likes. You're like, oh no, this is clearly a Bajoran thing, and Will is a racist. Also, I just want to say the name Nana Visitor over and over again. <laughs> I had a note. I had a note that I'm proud of. Oh, wow, we've come a long way since all the styrofoam rocks on TOS, because the rocks looked good. But not a long way since the disfigurement wake-up, because that looked not great. I um, actually appreciate this disfigurement makeup. Really? Um, it looked like he um, they melted a candle on his head. Oh, yeah, I, I mean... But I think that's the idea. I, I think that they should be doing... That they should have done more things like that, for especially for a place that's been occupied for so long. Yeah. There's yeah, people like missing limbs and shit. He's <laughs> got his sweet vocoder. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to mention. So this episode was written by Mike Michael Pillar, who was the creator of D Space Nine. Oh, okay. So oh, cool. it makes sense that like he would continue with this yeah. stuff that he set up. Mm-hmm. So he play he pulls it to D Crosby and is like, okay, you know that episode I wrote? What if? You... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm looking excited for D Space Nine. Yeah, it's gonna be good. You're gonna like it. I'm excited. But so yeah. it's one of the few uh, shows that I feel like consistently gets better as it goes along. Too. Nice. That's awesome. And it, I like. Unlike TNG, which has, like, the depths of shit, <laughs> the depths of Deep Space Nine, I don't think, are as deep as the depths yeah. of TNG. There are a few uh, long holes per home are pretty so, bad. Not so Deep Space Nine? I personally hate the baseball episode. Me too. I hate that one so much. It's, well, I don't like baseball, it's goofy, but I got so the hat. Sure I won't yeah. like it either. It's goofy, you but would. I got the hat. You would. Oh, yeah. You just got it, like, a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. We're back to this. Mm-hmm. I think Kenley's going to get torn apart by Klingons. Hopefully. 
Because that seems to be what happens when somebody does bad and you hand them over to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I was. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how the, you know, because we were talking about the, the arrogance that Picard and Riker in particular exhibit and like Jordy as well when he's well, talking to him, but Picard less so his <laughs> most his concern mostly would understandably is I'm sorry you're giving me this officer who was in jail but when he actually interacts with her he's like nice to her it's no, everyone else who's no kind he of... wasn't he was when, it, when they when he first met he was very stern very well he's stern but I don't he's think stern he was, but he's not outright he's not un- like, like Will Riker. yeah Riker's like hostile yeah, but I think that was I think that was Picard's you know his politeness. I don't think he wanted to be. I think he, he I think he had he had made up his mind about Roe before she even got there. True, but he was still willing to listen. And I mean, the thing is, he was like he wasn't happy, but he was going to do his job like a professional. But anyway, the, the point I was trying to make. So we already talked. We already talked about that. What we didn't really talk about is one of the things that. Uh, What's his name? The the first Bajoran guy they they encounter, the guy that is in the camp. Mm. Kiev Falor. Yeah, Kiev Falor, uh, not Kivas Fazo. Kiev Falor. Mmm, Falor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who basically calls out Starfleet, like yeah. puts him on blast. Yep. With respect to like, listen, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to help you because considering like. You didn't give a shit about yeah. our people until says, they until like I kind of think that maybe it was a good thing that the terrorists attacked you because you know you basically blew us off for, for decades. Yeah. While your prime directive is stupid and bad, and like and that's and and that's sort of one of the you know first good points because I've I've kind of felt that about the prime directive for a long mm. time is that yeah. like it's very good when you don't want to when you're when you don't want to fuck up yeah. another culture it's but, convenient but this would and this is a case where violating the prime directive would have been a good thing especially yeah, saved a lot of lives especially since we know that the federation was recently at war with the Cardassians and during they have Bajorans in their uh, their numbers yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still unclear when this Cardassian war with the federation occurred and what what happened in it well we know the peace, peace treaty was recently signed so i'm guessing in the last 5 years um, yeah Five or ten, maybe, because Miles was was in it. That's yeah. right. So it had to have started before Miles was on the Enterprise and ended when Miles while the they were on the Enterprise. Because it, yeah, sort of just feels like another shot at American neutrality, quote unquote. Mm. Like this kind of neutrality to not getting involved with other people's shit is like how it took us so long to get involved in World War Two. Well, and even then, we only got involved because <laughs> someone else fucked with us, right? So. Well, oh my god, like, is it? It sort of does feel like a World War II metaphor yeah. now, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, it's just like, I mean, the, the Admiral Fuckface said, Picard, your job is to protect the peace. You're not to protect the people yep. on, those, on the ship. Like, your orders are to withdraw and let the Cardassians kill the people because... We just need to protect the peace with the Cardassians. It's just—it's sort of like I feel it, you know. And I, this it's coward. I don't want to end up on a list, but uh, you're already there. But I feel like this is very reminiscent of the situation with Saudi Arabia and the United States. Yeah, um, you know where we're basically give them more journalists, or you know, to 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 be even more controversial, nice. to not as not nearly as bad a uh, far uh, an issue, but with. With uh, Israel to some extent, you know, when the uh, the Palestinian situation, like yeah. we're very willing to turn a blind eye to atrocities when it's in our interest. Yeah, I mean, look at how long 
the whole developed world ignored South Africa. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Like, the fact that that went until the early 90s is fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's awful. And it basically, they only started paying attention because... I'm not even clear why. You really wanted Trevor Noah. Like, something happened where oh, finally oh, oh, everyone oh, had to stop... Great. <laughs> everyone had oh. to stop pretending this shit wasn't happening. And yeah. I'm not actually... I've never been clear on what the catalyst was. I just know hey, what happened. But we're still fine with ignoring the AIDS crisis in Africa, so at least we're still turning a blind eye to something there. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like... And, and, and one of the reasons I appreciate this episode is because it does... It takes... it. it kind, this is one of those episodes that really is a mirror up to nature. Yeah. You're taking, you know, what is the fe- the federation which is always portrayed as this benevolent organization and you're pointing out the hypocrisy and the flaws and that's very, you know, and in obviously that I'm sure the writers very consciously yeah were were taking a stab at the yeah. United States and and you know, and basically the West in general. It's uh, interesting to me that Pillar spe- specifies, I think on multiple occasions, that the Bajorans aren't representative of any particular race or culture, too. No, but they're an amalgamation. They, yeah, I because they, it's a worldwide problem with yeah. with any culture that has to you know become subservient to another one. And, like, yeah. and everybody who has a connection to unoppressed people can can place their culture in the Bajorans to some extent. Like, you know, I've heard people be like, oh, is it very reminiscent of the Palestinians, you know, and their treatment in, in the in the West Bank. Yep. Or, you know, Irish people. You know, every every culture has has a story of oppression that they can uh, that they can relate to. And then, Not the British. Hi White Well no, because they're the Cardassians. Yes, they are Clearly. always. The last time Britain was conquered by anyone, Jalad at the table. The fucking <laughs> Romans or the Vikings. Like, but here's the thing: yeah. justice. No, I mean you could say uh, you know the Norman conquest. Right? Oh sure, but they the Normans came in and they're like, shit, we're British now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're just like, gonna be British. Yeah, Fuck no. It. They, 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 and then I imagine that they took on floofy voices and accents the way you do when you make fun of me, Jake. They, they all just they all just God, yes. they all just spontaneously <laughs> grew like ridiculous handlebar mustaches and, and bowlers just appeared on their heads. God, God. <laughs> they all they all instantly Lord got a, they, they all <laughs> immediately spontaneously had a box set of Monty Python, even though it wouldn't exist for several more centuries. Mm. Wow, that's weird. How'd they get them? That, that is the power of the British. Apparently, jeez. Anywho. Sorry, British listeners, but you know your culture is like... Trash. Awesome? No. <laughs> Not trash, but they were, you know, they're pretty much always the conquering figure. I mean, but is it really fair to point new fingers? Oh, you know, America's don't. fucking broken, but... Yeah. But I mean, we've got a we've got a different history of broken and fucked up. Yeah, our broken and fucked up is going to ruin the whole world. Anyway, anyway, I like um, I like uh, uh, summarizing here. I think we're all fans of uh, Rolaren. Yeah, good episode. And uh, and this episode in general is seems to be is pretty strong. You yeah, know, mm. she's she's a bad bitch. I like yeah. her. Um, and you know, she made the right choice when she told Bev and Troy to just keep walking. <laughs> Mind if we join you? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, good. You've heard of them. She could have gotten a chocolate sundae. I said, like, let me talk to you about sundae. We're about to put on spandex and go stretch in front of a mirror. You want to join and us? And talk about boys. Let me bore you with stories about my son for 20 minutes. Uh. Troy, your son's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> Yowza. All right. I just ended the episode for us. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. All right. Well, yeah. So if this was any... 
parting thoughts, uh, I think we can uh, close this one out. So next week on A Star to Steer Her By, we will have done, uh, let's see, we have Silicon Avatar. Silicon or Silicon or Silicone. Yeah. I think it's Silicon. No, I think Silicone has to have an E at the end. Yeah, Silicone has what an E. What is the difference? Silicone is the boob stuff. Silicon is like the valley. But it's like, <laughs> like it's, but is silicone made out of silicon? Probably. Yeah, it's, a, it's a variety. But it's cone shaped, like <laughs> the breasts. Well, it's, it's also, silicone. Nice silicone. It's a, it's it's also a gel as opposed to a silicone. For the listeners that didn't see that, I first bobbled them and went. And then I motorboated them and went... I'm pretty sure the... is like a universally understood... Yeah, I am that probably that is... translated pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's motorboating somebody. The, the, yeah, the Tumerians the, the, the are... His face buried. Jake, Jake his face... <laughs> oh, they, they're motorboating. Anyway, anyway, speaking of motor boating, <laughs> this is why we clip following so Silicon Avatar. We will be talking about disaster in which an infant is born on the show, um, <laughs> and Picard has to hang out with children. So a disaster indeed. Those two episodes coming to you next week on A Star to Steer Her By. In the meantime, find us online at Star to Steer. Yep. SSHB dot com. It's SHB Podcast. SSHB Podcast dot com. Didn't you set up the website? I did. Fuck it. And then forgot about it for two years. And then forgot about it for two Also, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Twitter and Tumblr dot com, respectively, where our name there is also SSHB Podcast. We're also on Facebook. At Facebook, start to steer her by. Just search. And then you go to SoundCloud and get there to our show. And then t- iTunes, Google, and other podcasts. Apple okay, Plus. Have you taken your medication? <laughs> uh, He's been taking Caitlin's. That's the problem. No, we probably take something similar. You'd be okay. We, um, and we could do, uh, fuck, lost train of thought. Point is, go to iTunes. Rate us. I saw we got another rating, so thank oh, nice. you. We did? We did. We have three now. Thank so you. Probably thank Liz. You, thank you, listener. Was it a good one? I thought so. I think they were all five so far. So, Woo-hoo. But if you read the text. Well, yeah. We have been telling them, to, you know, yeah. even if they hate us, give Love us five. It. Give us five but stars be and honest tell in the us text. we suck in the text. Uh, yeah. they, they say that we're very, we have very intelligent discussion. <laughs> <laughs> What Jake, did you, write this? did you write this? Did you write this? Justice, anything you would like to say or plug before Oh, we... yeah. Um, I recently appeared on a podcast called The Ideal Remake Podcast, talking about one of my favorite B-movies, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. Jake and I still have to watch that movie so that we can w- listen to that podcast. It's, well, that, that is a great movie that is completely insane, and I absolutely recommend that you watch it. Uh, John Carpenter's classic movie. Yeah, you can find me on, on that. Um, you should also... Uh, uh, 
uh, subscribe to Mr. Mobile on uh, YouTube Woo! at uh, youtube.com slash the Mr. Mobile. I'm the producer for that channel. Yeah. And I, uh, and I do yeah. things for it. So. And we had Michael Fisher on the show as well. That's right. You had, you had the Mr. Mobile of the Mr. Mobile yeah. on. Um, and now we're stuck he with He tried justice. to poison us with ancient candy. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys ate those rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell us they were real rocks. <laughs> um, no, we love Michael and... Um, and we love you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, my son is still named Riker. Uh, at some point, we will take him to Disney World. <laughs> Yay! All righty, Take then. us, too. That does not consider, consider a... Uh, a verbal promise, buddy. If you're listening right now, I don't have any. Uh, I don't don't have any money at the moment. Don't, so don't don't. Uh, if you're listening to this, but he promises he'll get you a dog instead. What? I do want to get you a dog. I know you love dogs. Oh, this is like that message that Wesley's. T- don't get a fucking crazy ass jerk dog. Don't get a nice dog. Well, of course I want a crazy ass jerk dog. Of course I'm gonna get. Uh, I want to have the worst dog possible. <laughs> you gotta get some kind of mutt that's just so get something that's mixed up that its eyes don't already. even point in the same get direction. Like a pug or something, something that's yeah, not yeah. doesn't Whoa. move. Something that is pugs. genetically uh, incapable of breathing. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Pugs can't breathe. They get hip dysplasia. You have to clean their folds. If they sneeze too hard, they can pop out an eyeball. Oh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. You have to they're clean really their cute. folds. See, they're more like me than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's it. Uh, my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Aim. This is Caitlin. And I'm surprisingly Justice. Woo! Catch you next time, folks. Uh, we love you. Stay tuned for those of... What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why am I doing? Why am I have this? Stay tuned <laughs> for the what Good. I want a Dole Whip. I've never had a Dole Whip, but I am. If I ever can afford to go back to Disney World, I will. I dole bet you whip there's got to be a way. Like, I, like, I can tell you now, somewhere on the internet, there's a make your own Dole Whip recipe. It's probably true. Dole Whip. Uh, but also, go back to Disney World. Oh, nice. Disney World is fun. Some Disney World is fun. I can't. It's wait. expensive, but it's fun. Anyway, I'm bring a kid there. I'm gonna uh, hate myself. How then. how old do you think? I'm probably not until he's at least like nine. No, that's good. Oh, younger. Gonna go younger than no, nine. no. But then you don't remember it. Oh, yeah. No, no. But I exactly because when, in... when I was nine or ten, I went and I was too. I was too oh, old. Yeah, I was like, this is all bullshit. I was I was in fourth grade when I went, and it was still a ton of fun and magic for me. So, and if he's anything like me, which he's very crossed. Uh, yeah, I mean, he certainly he's, looks he, a fuck of a lot like me. He looks you. a lot like me, and yeah. he's also been dying for the last month as well. Yeah, you guys just pass the same disease back and forth. You're yeah, the same exactly. person. It's like ping pong. Exactly. <laughs> disease ping pong. Ganip ganop. Yes. Uh, yeah, I also feel like you and, and wifey. I forget if we've talked to mention your wifey's name on the, on the show before. I think we've said her name you like and, six times on the air today, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah, maybe. You and wifey will have more fun if he's a little older, too. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I, like part of the fun is, you know, going there and having a kid who can, like, I don't know, I'll take him in the Haunted Mansion and he'll be he'll be cool about it. Mm, throw him I down mean, Splash Mountain a dozen times in a row. First yeah. time, throw him down it. <laughs> first time Jesus. I went, I was like... I think 11, and I still had a great time. Yeah. yeah. The first I time I went, I was a, about five, and I don't remember a thing of it. Yeah. So. See, I was, like, when I, I went, and I was... a bad time to go. When I went, I was too old to buy in. Wow. Uh, I, I think I'm now I'm not they, too old to buy in. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, I will make a kid who is never too cool for school. I think that, that I would be much more into it now. And actually, on subsequent visits, I was much more into it. Yeah. 
I think between seven and twelve is probably prime, prime Disney, time. Prime Disney age. Mm-hmm. And by not then, in high also school be like, yet, where it's like there'll be a lot uncool. of really good new rides by then. I bet. Yeah. But Disney will have absorbed every other commodity and made special spin-offs. <laughs> Disney World will actually just be. All of Florida. They'll already be yeah. tearing no down shit. Avatar Land. <laughs> What's Avatar Land? Not Avatar. They opened an Avatar. Like as in James Cameron's yeah. Avatar? Why? Yeah. Because they started planning it when the movie was super huge and he was still going to be making 17 of them right away. Yeah. They were going to make more Avatar? Oh, they were going to be like still six. Supposedly. Who every the fuck needs more Avatar? Every year he pushes it back further. But yeah. who? Okay, but seriously, who needs more Avatar? Nobody needs more Avatar. At the time, then why are they doing at the time, because it made a billion dollars, and James Cameron can do whatever the hell he likes. And it's easy to forget now, but it at the time, dollars? it was the most highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, but they're stories. not going to fucking trick us again. <laughs> but but <laughs> that's a trick you can only fucking get away with. A once. lot of people were super into that movie when it dropped. It's easy to forget because it's so quickly faded from the public consciousness. Hmm. I think also was more that it was a technological uh, curiosity. Yeah. Yes, because like, it was like. One of the better. I didn't never seen it, but from what I understand, it was one of the better uses of the three D tech. Yeah. Okay, but the, they legit called the fucking thing they needed to go and rape the lands of Avatar World for unobtainium. They literally called it unobtainium. No one ever said James Cameron was a good writer. 